Hello, welcome. I'm Nina Simons. I'm your host. This is Let's Get Real. We're uh, starting season five. This is our first episode, and we're going to be doing some video this time. So whether you're listening to this through your favorite uh, podcast app, uh, or if you want to head on over to YouTube and check us out, we'll have an, a version of this on my channel. Uh, I wanted to start this season um, talking to you about one of the most important fundamental skills for a leader. And before I even get into that, um, I just want to talk about some of the emerging trends that uh, you are dealing with right now, give you kind of a meta view of it. Um, You know, globalization has been uh, a theme for, you know, 20 plus years, but I think that, you know, the increased rate of of globalization and people working across multiple time zones. And now with more hybrid work and more people working remotely, that's creating a lot of complexity for you as a leader. Um, the technology, the technology, wow, we have had quite a year with the launch of artificial intelligence and that is causing a lot of questions about how work is even going to be done, how we're going to organize, um, how many jobs there'll be, uh, in the future. So without creating a lot of anxiety, there is a lot of change going on in technology, continued, continued change, whether you work in tech or not. And then um, I can't not mention how networked we're becoming. Like we have reached a new level of connectivity. Um, And while there's some good news with that, there's also a lot of things to navigate um, as leaders, whether you're working in a for-profit enterprise or um, trying to do some organizing or grassroots work. So whatever you're up to as a leader, you need to be willing to keep learning and be comfortable with things when they get uncertain or when we don't know what's going on. Because in addition to all those global trends and big, big picture trends that put pressure on you, I'm sure inside your organization, you're also feeling pressure because all of those things impact how we decide to make decisions inside the companies where we work. So And a lot of my leaders are facing, you know, a lot of stress, um, but also a lot of opportunity. And so I wanted to talk in this first episode about season five, about that skill that I mentioned and uh, four ways to cultivate it. Uh, The skill is the skill of listening. Um, You won't be surprised that this would be really high on my list as an executive coach. I've talked a lot in the past about the importance of listening, and I wanted to devote a whole conversation to that right now. So I want to give you four different skills that will increase your capacity to listen well. I know that you probably already know that listening is important, but it can be super easy to forget. And so I wanted to give you some really practical um, things to think about when it comes to your listening. Um, the first skill is a still is the skill of contemplation and reflection. Um, we need to be able to listen to ourselves, listen to what's driving our actions, what is the mindset or possibly even the reactive pattern that might be um, causing us to act in a certain way or make a certain decision. And we won't be able to really see that if we don't pause and take time to reflect. Um It takes time, but there are some simple practices that you can cultivate in your uh, work and in your life um, that will be helpful here. It can be about, you know, morning pages, writing three pages um, first thing in the morning when you get up, maybe pairing it with your cup of coffee or your favorite beverage of choice. Everyone knows I love coffee being here in Seattle. 
The other um, contemplative practice is a mindfulness practice. And, you know, it could be meditation or something else that really has you um, focus on the moment and be aware of your thinking and then pause and give yourself time to really take a step back and look at what's driving you in the moment, right? Um, some of my clients really get a lot of value and talk to me about how much thinking they do when they're exercising. And so I'm not going to rule this out. Exercise and thinking can be great together. I would just recommend that you keep a paper or your phone, something to record with handy, because when you get insights, when you're exercising, they may not stay with you, right? It may be more like monkey mind than actually something that you can use strategically. So one of the benefits of reflection is giving us time to look at things from a different perspective and then um, learn from things that are happening to us. And so that's why I listed it as the number one thing for being a better listener is actually understanding yourself first. The other um, skill I want to mention here is called the skill of suspending. And I discovered this skill as a facilitator because I do a lot of listening in my facilitation and a lot of, of work with teams where they're talking to each other. And if I'm thinking about what I'm going to do next or the material that I want to share, I'm not as effective at seeing what's happening in the moment or really hearing uh, what the system or team or relationship is saying. And so suspending is such an important skill. And it's really about letting go of your judgments and even your desire to respond, like I just mentioned, right? We need to listen to listen, to be clear, to be present, just to open your mind and bracket off any desire, including the desire to be helpful or to problem solve. And this can be paradoxical because sometimes we're interjecting ourselves into the interaction because we want to be helpful. It's not because we're, you know, we're egotistical or anything else, but the more you can recognize that listening in and of itself is helpful. Um, the more people will feel heard and it allows them to process and reflect. And that's one of the best things you can do as a leader. It reminds me of something I read in Theory U um, by Otto Scharmer. And that is that if you think about the difference between managers and leaders, managers get things done while leaders create the context and cultivate that larger context in which things happen. Right. And so that's why suspending is such a powerful tool for you in your listening. The other thing that helps us with our listening, and especially in terms of um, being able to suspend, is to give yourself something else to do because it's not enough to just say, okay, I'm going to let go of my judgments. So then what are you going to do with your brain? Right. Because your brain is active. So practicing the art of wonder and curiosity. And of course, you'd know I would say this as a coach because uh, curiosity is such a valuable skill in coaching. So that's the place to put your attention. What am I really curious about? And that will allow you actually to not only learn more from the people that are your stakeholders, but actually really allow them to express what they need to express. So in order to practice wondering curiosity, 
uh, you can imagine it takes some patience, right? Because we have to also be able to self-manage, as we say, in coactive coaching. And so um, that's where, again, that mindfulness practice can be super helpful is like learning to slow down and to create space in your conversations. So we've covered two skills so far, the skill of contemplation and the skill of suspending. Now I want to talk about the skill of listening with your whole self. So what this is about is actually not just listening with these two ears, uh, but also listening with your whole self. So listening with your eyes, being able to observe what's happening. Uh, and this is especially helpful when you're working with more than one person, right? Like, so not even just in a one-on-one conversation, but say you're in a meeting and there's six people in the room, it can be easy to get distracted and be, let your mind wander. But if you take the time in that moment to really look around and pay attention to what are the dynamics in this conversation? What's not being said here? Um, what's really needed? You know, that systems awareness uh, can be super helpful here. And that's about listening with your eyes and seeing with your eyes. And I really like, there's a metaphor from uh, the theory of adaptive leadership, which is by Heifetz and Linsky. I'll put that in the show notes. But they talk about this metaphor of getting up on the balcony in your listening or just in general as a leader. So how do we move from being active oriented with which most of my executives, uh, coaching clients are very active and very action oriented to being more of that observer and paying attention. And one of the ways we do that is by rather than viewing yourself as a player on the, on the field or on the dance floor, think about moving up to the balcony and looking at what's happening around you and looking at what's happening between people. And so one of the best places to practice this, of course, is in a group setting. It's much harder in a one-on-one when you do your one-on-ones to practice the skill of getting on the balcony because you're actually really also attending to this other person and the relationship. But when you're in a larger group, I would really recommend you try getting up on the balcony. So the fourth and final skill I want to mention for listening um, is the skill of powerful questions. Um, this is also, again, from uh, my background as a coactive coach um, and as a teacher for coactive coaches. And the skill of powerful questions, well, first of all, what is a powerful question? Well, it is, of course, curious. Uh, it's open-ended. And often they start with what rather than why or even how. Um, how is a great conversation when you're moving into action or problem solving, but what is a question that actually in, invites more exploration? So what's important to you about that is a great way to get at values. Um, what do you want is a great way to tap into someone's motivation or even vision, in, even for yourself, like asking yourself, what do I really want here is a wonderful, powerful question. So, um, powerful questions. And the reason we say don't ask the why questions, cause it seems like, well, why not? Like that is so important to understand why, right? We just like to get at it differently because when we ask why questions, not only do we put the other person on the defensive sometimes because they start trying to defend what they want, it also leads us to be more analytical in our thinking. And we 
Of course, being analytical matters, but not when it comes to building relationships or truly listening, right? When we're really listening, we really want to keep that conversation as open and um, creative as possible. And so one of the ways to do that is not to ask those why questions. So if you're doing it already, just notice the difference in how people respond and see what would happen if you asked a what question instead. And I'll put uh, a show note with a link to some other ideas for powerful questions. So you have those um, at the ready if you want to practice this. So um, the final thing I want to say about this fourth skill of powerful questions is it's super helpful to ask your questions in the moment and not be planning ahead. And so even though I'm going to provide this list for you, it's really helpful to use the other three skills uh, before or as part of powerful questions. So if you're suspending and letting go of needing to fix things and opening up your mind, that's super helpful. If you're listening with your whole self, um, that's also super helpful. Uh, and then the last thing I want to say is as part of listening with your whole self, listen also from your heart. Uh, this can sound a little, um, sentimental, but um, if you think about the heart as another center of intelligence, which we know now from a lot of research that it is, and you think about uh, being aware from the heart and listening from the heart as being a way not only to be an empathetic listener and like let go of your own experiences and really connect with the other person, but when we listen from the heart, we also increase something called our emotional perception, which I love that idea, right? Emotional perception. So we're not just perceiving things from our um, logical or even our intuitive mind, but we're also perceiving things from our caring self. And so, um, and most of us, no matter how uh, emotive or non-emotive we are, no matter as a leader, no matter how logical you are, uh, when you care about the people on your team, they can feel it and they know it. And when you care about your clients, they can feel it, right? And it leads to just more trust and better relationships. It also leads to greater understanding of what they need. And um, I've talked a little bit about Satya Nadella uh, in the past, and I think he's a great example of an empathetic leader who's actually infused Microsoft with more empathy when it comes to both the customer and um, and uh, fellow employees, including like their practices around accessibility and uh, people being able to access their technology in all kinds of different ways. So thank you so much for tuning in for the season opener of season five. We've got a great list of guests this season. I am so looking forward to sharing these conversations with you. We'll do a different conversation to get you up to speed on, on that. But for now, uh, let me know how your listening goes using these four different skills, what you experiment with. Always love to hear from you at Nina at ninasimonscoaching.com. And you can also find us on Instagram and LinkedIn. Be well. <laughs>